Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Dealer fan. Welcome back to another episode of The Standard is the Standard, the Behind the Steel Curtain flagship podcast. As always, I'm your ed- editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and co-host of this fine show. Lance, out on the West Coast, hopefully you're avoiding those wildfires out there, man. I saw a video of that. It was insane. How's everything out in California? Hey, man, prayers to out to everybody in Southern California that are dealing with those wildfires. Fortunately, for myself and family, we are a long ways away, 350, 400 miles away. But we had our share of wildfires maybe about six to eight weeks ago. So it's unfortunate that L.A. is getting hit by it in the Christmas season. My mom is probably you know, maybe about 30 miles away from there. So that's right on 405. I've passed that area driving to L.A. numerous times. So, you know, hopefully everyone is safe in that area. Because it's really near the Getty Museum, which is a world-famous museum with a lot of rare antiquities, a lot of art that can't be replaced. So hopefully that museum is intact and no one um, is in physical harm's way, particularly in this particular holiday season. So hopefully everybody's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and sticking with that kind of general theme of 
you said, you know, prayers go out to those people. I think a lot of people, myself included, um, I, I could probably lump you in with that as well, Lance, but on social media, on our on the Behind the Steel Curtain Twitter page, uh, Facebook page, um, on the website itself, everyone wants to know, that everyone wants information about Ryan Shazier and his injury. Uh, after the game, I did a Facebook Live video, and that was the most common question that I received from that video of about 25 minutes length. Everyone want to know about Chase here, but let me up to date. Let me get everyone up to date as to what we, the general public, know so far. Which the answer to that short, the short answer is not very much. Today, December sixth, around two thirty, Ryan Chazier was flown via helicopter from the Cincinnati Hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, to UPMC in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, they have no update on his actual condition. And if you're like me, this kind of freaks you out a little bit. Um, it, I, I can honestly say, and Lance, you're a father. You understand this as well as, as I have several children. Um, watching the game, when you see a player go down, but then all of a sudden you, you start seeing the snowball effect. He goes down, that's not uncommon. You see a stretcher come out, and unfortunately in the NFL, that's not uncommon anymore. Then all of a sudden you start hearing things like, can't feel his legs isn't moving his legs medical experts on twitter and different uh platforms and on television front on espn saying this is a this is a very concerning situation he's already at the hospital it's not even the end of the first quarter they might have a game and he was already en route to the hospital you start to at least for me football becomes secondary I don't care about Ryan Shazier playing anymore. I, I do care. I, I'm a Steeler fan. I want him back on the field. I want him to be healthy enough to play. But right now, because we know nothing, I don't think anyone really even knows, was it a spinal cord contusion? Was it a spinal cord concussion? No one knows officially because they have said nothing. You're, I, I'm, I'm very concerned for the young man. I've been praying for him. If you're not the praying kind, I hope you just throw some good positive thoughts your way his way because the guy could use him this is a has a young child he has a fiance um a young budding career uh, lance i just want to know what your thoughts were when you watched the play how it's kind of unraveled since then and then um it, you know just your general thoughts on, on the whole situation i'm a little bit older than you jeff as you well know so you know i may be a little more grizzled i share all and echo all of your sentiments that you said but I think there's a couple teaching moments, and it's interesting that Mike Tomlin kind of hit both of them. It was a terrible incident. I hope the young man is safe. Family, your life is bigger than football. The other teaching moment is, regardless of what goes on in between the lines, as a professional, you still have to compartmentalize and do your job. And those are two life lessons that you have to teach yourself, you teach your children, and that you kind of live with. Things happen, unfortunately, in life, be it good or bad, but you have to figure out a way to keep moving and keep moving forward. And that's what Mike Tomlin said. And fortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fan base, they were able to do that, compartmentalize it, use that for fuel and strength and get a hard fought victory on the road in Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And, um, 
Yeah, it's it's one of those situations where everyone wants more information. I want more information. You probably want more information. Those listening or watching out there want in more information. I finally think that I understand what the Steelers are doing. Some are suggesting that no news is bad news in this situation, that because they're not telling us anything, it's that it's bad. It could be really bad. And that might be the case. I'm not going to speculate, but I also understand that they don't want false information out there. And so they're just like, look, let's just not release anything until we know for sure. If you follow other sports, I I, I think about this when what's I, in my situation, I picture what's going to happen. The Steelers are going to have a press conference. They're going to hold a press conference. They're going to bring in the UPMC doctors and they're going to have a press conference just like the Pittsburgh Penguins did for Sidney Crosby when Sidney Crosby had the head and neck concussion issue issue and they were trying to speak to the media about medically what's going on. That's probably what's going to happen. The question is, when will that happen? I don't know. It depends on the medical expert you speak to. Some that I've spoken to on Twitter via direct message have stated that, you know, the first 48 hours are crucial, which we're getting towards the end of that. Uh, some have said it could be weeks until you can kind of get a grasp on what the recovery is like, if the recovery is going to be significant, if it's not going to be significant. So with that said, I think it's important to understand that it's very unfortunate that we are all hoping that Ryan Chazier has a full recovery and that is able to live a long, healthy life. And if he's able to come back and play football, then that's a really good sign. That means that he's 100% back. Uh, but I don't think anyone in their right mind is is concerned right now about football. If you are, then maybe you want to get your priorities in check. But at the same time, like Mike Tomlin said, you have to compartmentalize. We're going to still talk about football. And there was a lot to talk about in the Cincinnati game. Um, Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk about grades. This is something we spoke about via text message uh, off the air. Lance, you gave a grade, um, an end grade, and we talked about this. I want to know, though, can you give me a first half, second half grade? I know I gave you mine. And then tell us, tell me what your general thoughts were about the game and why you gave that grade. You know, the standard is the standard, which is the name of this program, and it is the mantra of Mike Tomlin. Be it as it may, 
And because of that standard and that mantra, the first half is an F. Regardless of what happened to Ryan Shazier, if you're going to grade the football, and that's what coaches are going to do, that's the business of it. They are going to get a failing grade in the first half. It was just not good enough. The second half was an A. They held the Cincinnati Bengals to three points. They were aided by that curious holding call. I thought it was a hold. Of course, I'm biased. The announcers did not. The big head scientist, Sean McDermott, the sanctimonious one, (laughs) did not think it was a hold. They were helped out there, but they held Cincinnati three points. In any time that you can win a game on the road, in the division, in elements, down 17, that's a gritty win. That is a, that, that's a great performance. But in the context of just grading it out, it was a C effort. Football's four quarters. They played two really good quarters. And fortunately, they played the Bungles. 173 penalty yards, a record. I would have fired Marvin Lewis Tuesday. <laughs> and, you know, they were aided. They, they were aided by a, a football team that does an expert job of, of getting in its way. But Bill, excuse me, Ben Roethlisberger played fantastic football in the second half. A.B. made big plays. Le'Veon Bell made big plays. And they win the football game and they get out of there. So overall, my team grade for the game F in the first half, A in the second half, that's a C. Yeah, I mean, I, I came up with the same grade. I think I said a D in the first half. I There were some key moments in this game that, unfortunately, because of the, the nastiness of the game, we're going to talk about that in a second in regards to Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown and George Iloka and the Ryan Chazier, uh, it kind of masked some of the really good aspects of the game. Some really key points, in my opinion. Like one of the key points for me was the drive at the end of the half. The Pittsburgh Steelers get the football back, I want to say, with 27 seconds, their whole allotment of timeouts, but no one's expecting them to do anything. They go deep to Antonio Brown, incomplete. Now you're thinking they're just going to run it. Well, they run a screen, and the worst screen team in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers, actually works on Bell with a big gain sets him up. Next thing you know, a pa- defensive pass interference later, they were one step away from getting a, a-, a chance at scoring a touchdown. Instead, they settled for-, for a field goal. Huge momentum shift there. I want to say just one play that stood out to me that no one really is talking about. John uh, Ledyard, who's someone that you should follow on-, on Twitter, he writes for several different websites, including Jim Wexel's Steel City Insider. He diagrammed the play, but he's the only person I've seen talk about this. This was on the third and two on the Cincinnati Bengals' final drive before punting the ball back to Pittsburgh with the chance to go down and kick the game-winning field goal. Cam Hayward. Watch that play again, Lance. I don't know if you remember that off the top of your head. He sniffed out. He and William Gay both sniffed out the screen to Giovanni Bernard. And when Andy Dalton hit his back foot and saw Cam Hayward blanketing Bernard, he had nowhere to go with the ball because he did not know. It, it was his dead red read, meaning I'm, <laughs> it's either this or nothing. And fortunately for the Steelers, that was such a huge play that no one's talking about. Cam Hayward continues to impress. He didn't have the best game in regards to pass pet rushing the passer, but at the same time, he makes plays like that that are absolutely tremendous. So um, 
the the Pittsburgh Steelers are winners. The Pittsburgh Steelers advance to ten and two. Like you said, Lance, really, really gritty performance by that group. Um, I really think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that is going to go as far as their team can take them in regards to playing consistent football. That's the ultimate thing. And, and Lance, you spoke about this. Uh, you said they played two quarters. And I get that. They played two quarters. And everyone, I think everyone that's out there would understand that why they didn't play well in the first half. And when you see a friend of yours, a teammate, a brother, as they call it, uh, go down for any length of time, uh, especially get carted off, and all of a sudden you get the news about going to the hospital, that's got to be rough. So the Pittsburgh Steelers win. We both ended up getting them C grades, but we also agreed that that was a pretty nice win on the road against a desperate football team, a team that needed that win to keep their playoff hopes alive, and the Pittsburgh Steelers squashed those dreams. And so I think uh, this is a pretty good transition here for me into talking about the uh, the Juju Smith-Schuster issue um, and the George Iloka issue because they're, they're kind of one and the same. And unfortunately, these two plays and situations have been lumped in with Rob Gronkowski and his idiot nonsense that he pulled against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Um, I just don't understand what the NFL is doing. So let's call this an early WTF segment. So if you don't, if you're a first time listener or watcher, the WTF segment is simple. It, you know what it stands for, but I don't understand what the NFL is doing here. So, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who levels Vontez Perfect. I'm talking decletes. That, that, that this hit would go on the highlight reel for NFL Films for the hardest hits of the season. And l- let me have a quick aside and say that Juju Smith-Schuster could run for mayor of Pittsburgh right now and win, probably unanimously, because this guy's got to be celebrated in that locker room for what he did. He finally got the guy that's been getting everyone else with cheap shots uh, for how, how many years. So they suspend Schuster. They suspend George Iloka for both one game, and Rob Gronkowski gets a game. We both know that all three players appeal it. Rob Gronkowski appeal, denied. Still suspended one game when they play at Miami on Monday night. Juju Smith-Schuster's appeal is next. Heard, denied. One game suspension upheld. Now, I'm sitting there thinking, Iloka's uh, appeal is not going to be is not going to be uh, heard. It's going to be dismissed, just like the other two. Come out today, the NFL states that it has been reduced. He's not suspended. He's only fined, and he's going to be playing this Sunday. And Lord knows what meaningless game they're playing in. I don't even know who the Bengals play, but they're basically out of the playoff picture, uh, barring a miracle. So this is just ridiculous on so many levels that I can't really even wrap my head about where I want to go. Lance, I want to ask you what you thought of this. Let me gather my thoughts, and then <laughs> come back to me because I, I seriously was so angry today when I saw that on Twitter, and I wrote the article for the website. And I know that I'm not the only irate Steeler fan out there, but this is a this has been a lot of backlash. We're talking uh, shows like uh, Mike and Gol- w- sorry Wingo and Golick in the morning, which replaced Mike and Mike, the Dan Patrick Show, Colin Cowherd. They're all bashing the NFL for what they're doing. What were your thoughts? I want to apologize, listeners, if you're checking out the program right now. My Wi-Fi went out, so that's kind of why I disappeared, even though you can't see me anyway. 
Well, I'm a pro, and they didn't know it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> think, think, think about it this way. The NFL has no rhyme or reason for anything that it does, typically. Well, let me take that back. The only rhyme or reason that the NFL does anything is for optics, for the perception of the game, and for money. They legislate around optics, and they don't have a plan or a program that helps guide them when it comes to these matters. So if you're going to adjudicate punishment around optics, you lend itself, that lends itself to getting it right sometimes and getting it wrong sometimes. So, so they don't have any guidelines. So I was not surprised that Juju got the one game. In fact, when he hit him and he stood over him, I said, he's going to get suspended. What the NFL did was after the Tlaib Crabtree fight, after Rob Gronkowski's maiming of the Buffalo Bills player who was prone on the sidelines after the whistle, who he put in concussion protocol, and after the Juju and Ioka penalties, they were going to send a message to the entire brotherhood of the NFL that you guys have to police yourselves. And unfortunately for Juju Schuster, Specifically because he stood over him, Vontez Perfect, he got the one game. It had nothing to do with the fact that it was a lot less egregious than Rob Gronkowski's. Well, the NFL does not the NFL does not make decisions based on logic. They make decisions based on optics, perceptions, and what they feel protects the shield and the image of the shield. It, there is no guideline for the suspensions. I, I, I honestly think that Iloka's hit was even worse than Smith-Schuster's. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Yes. I think because AB was completely prone and, and completely defenseless. And the fact that most people don't care about the defensive guys anyway. I hate to say that, and I hate to say that in light of the injury to Ryan Shazier, but the NFL really doesn't care about defensive guys and protecting defensive guys. Defensive guys can get chipped while engaged, and they don't even call it. So, yeah. So the wide receiver is prone. He got hit. He got launched into the Juju Schuster hit or the block on perfect is legal if it's probably six inches lower. So yeah. it, it was it was close and he didn't lead with the head. He caught him with the shoulder and perfect's head was turned where he saw it. He just hit him high and contacted the head. Thus, the Heinz Ward rule when he broke Keith Rivers jaw, had he hit him a little bit lower? It's legal, and in fact, Juju hit somebody else on a crack back later in the game, and he hit him lower. He just didn't stand over, stand over him, or hit him as hard. But he hit a guy on the sideline near the boundary that that I think it might have been AB that got him a, a few more yards. But he hit another guy later in the game. So it's the NFL. What do you expect? It, it's bad. <laughs> it's the yeah. NFL. They don't get this right. They don't do this well because there's no guidelines for them to do it well. So they just do it off the cuff. 
my gosh, man, that hit was just so good. I mean, poof, perfect got hit in the last week. And I feel like there's a collective yes around the Karma? National Football League. Karma? <laughs> Seriously. At least in the AFC North. I talked to I, I live in Maryland. Ravens fans all over this freaking state. And um they were even like, man, we were so happy to see Burfitt get his. Browns fans have chimed in on Twitter saying, glad he finally got his. I really do feel like the NFL was like, yes, he finally, they finally got him. Someone who would have thought it'd be Juju Smith Schuster, a 21 year old kid who's 40 pounds lighter than Burfitt. And Burfitt, by the way, come on, man, you're a professional linebacker. You don't know to keep your head on a swivel. Give me a break. Bush League stuff by the NFL. Bush League stuff by Burfecht. I still think he kind of faked the injury because they said he was throwing a temper tantrum in the locker room when he got carted off afterwards. Um, throwing stuff, acting well, typical Vontez Burfecht behavior. Um, but nonetheless, Juju Smith-Schuster's out next game. And I think that's going to be big. And I'm going to talk about that as we get into our uh, keys for the upcoming Sunday night game against the Baltimore Ravens. Let's talk about the injuries first. Uh, the injury report is pretty clear. It's it's pretty obvious and uh, no, no surprises for Pittsburgh. The players that did not participate, Joe Hayden, who's still coming back from his broken fibula, I uh, doubt he plays this week. If he can get back on the practice field even a little bit, um, would be a great step forward for him, possibly being back next week for the Patriots, but we'll check that out as it goes. Tyler Matikavich, who injured his shoulder against the Bengals, I doubt he plays that shoulder injury, although not talked about seems to be uh, one of the more severe ones. Uh, Ryan Chazier clearly will not be in the lineup as he did not practice as he was just getting back to Pittsburgh. Full participation for the Steelers, Mike Mitchell and Vance McDonald, both battling back from ankle injuries, are back. Full participation. That's good news, especially Vance McDonald. I'll tell you about that when I get to my offensive keys for Baltimore. Uh, some pretty big names here. Linebacker C.J. Mosley and Zadarius Smith, both starters, uh, missed practice on Wednesday for a neck and a shoulder injury. And uh, Jeremy Macklin, the only other name that was limited, everyone else is a full participant. So, Lance, injuries aside, what do you think about the Ravens game? The Pittsburgh Steelers have a lot on the line. If they win this game on Sunday night, they clinch their second straight AFC North title. They obviously punched their ticket to the postseason. It's a big game for a lot of reasons. Keep pace with the Patriots. Actually, you'd be able to put pressure on the Patriots because the Patriots don't play on Monday night. What are your knee-jerk thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens game coming up? I mean, they could both be winless, and playing Baltimore and Pittsburgh is a win is a big game, and it just so happens that there's a lot at stake for both teams. The Ravens are actually playing better ball, but one thing I picked up from the website this week is Sean Spence was re-signed, and, and, and to shed a little bit of light on that, and we talked about you know Ryan Shazier and his absence from a grown man standpoint, but just in thinking of the Ravens game, I took a look at it yesterday. I mean, the man had 11 tackles, an interception, three pass defense, and a tip that led to a pick that helped seal that game. Let me just say this right now, Steeler fans. Don't expect, and I'm speculating obviously, don't expect Ryan Shazier to play for the Steelers anytime soon. Let him recover. As far as the, any more information about his injury, I don't even need to know. That, 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 to me, that seems really personal. That's his family. Let them deal with that. Hey, man, salute. You played fantastic football. 
be with your family. It's the holiday season. Get healthy. Let your brothers handle that business. We'll see you in 2018. But that stat line is incredibly hard to replace. In fact, they're not going to replace it. And it's going to ha- and if they can, it's going to have to be done with multiple people. The spin signing is probably because Manikavich went out and you saw what Cincinnati did. They attacked them in the interior. They attacked them right up the middle, spread them out, made them, uh, you know, attacked the two tackles when they were in nickel, attacked the backup linebacker, and attacked Robert Golden. So expect the Ravens to do the same. And when you look at the Ravens, I mean, my rhyme, and it's very similar to what I said last time when they played the Ravens. If you want to keep balling, it's simple. You've got to stop Alex Collins. Alex Collins is the stabilizing and the stabilizing component and force of that offense. He is the guy that keeps that offense on schedule. In the first game, nine carries, 82 yards, 9.1 yards per carry. He's averaging 4.9. So with no Shazier and no Manikavich, it's going to be tough because expect them to do the same things. They're going to spread the Steelers out. They're going to attack to it. They're going to attack Wreck-It Ralph or any combination of those four, Alu-Alu, those guys. When the Steelers are in nickel, you're going to see a lot of inside zone. So the Steelers are going to have to be able to hold up in nickel against the running game. you got to limit the play to Mike, the big play to Mike Wallace because as we saw in the game, the MVP for the Steelers' defense is Shazier, obviously, but the other one might be Joe Hayden because the candy bar – it's Sensabaugh. Sensabaugh is a Snickers. And I'm not going to be too tough on Cam Sutton because he's a rookie, but he's a Twix. Maybe yeah. a Reese's Cup. There's some candy in the Steelers' secondary. So hopefully Mike Mitchell, given the injury report, it looks like Mike Mitchell will play, but there's a little bit of candy out there. It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. Roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. And trust me, the Ravens are going to try to eat that little candy up. Them candy canes, the, the little Christmas treats. Well, Sensabaugh and Sutton are the Christmas treats, so you got to limit that stuff. But the big thing, when you, leave, when you lose your signal caller, and a guy like Shea Zears, you've got to really be calm, collected. The communication has to be solid. You've got to get the calls in because you're losing that guy that does that as well as your best player. And also look for the Ravens to really try to get Ben Watson involved. He was targeted five times or maybe six times in the first game, had five catches. Flacco seems to be going to him a bit more. And they're going to attack whoever the replacement is, be it Sean Spence or anyone else. They're going to attack that replacement with the tight end and try to really get after that guy. So the Steelers are going to have to really be stout in the running game because you want Flacco to win the game. You want Flacco in third and long situations having to make plays with his arm to sustain that offense. So if they can stop Alex Collins, they'll win the game. Yeah, no, here's a question that I have for you. Shazier's absence from the lineup for however long it is is a crushing blow to this defense, period. Um, how do you think, because in my opinion, 
you can't just put Sean Spence or Arthur Modes. Arthur Modes split time today at practice Wednesday, 50-50 reps with Sean Spence at inside linebacker. They're actually looking at Modes to be a depth guy. Uh, they'll probably put him out there before they put Ford out there again, but they're giving him practice reps. But here's the, here's the thing. I don't think Modes, Ford, Spence, whoever you want, is going to just be able to go in and say, okay, you're now playing Ryan Chazier's position. They're going to have to scheme their way around this injury. My question for you is, how does that scheme look? Is it more sub packages? Is it their four three look that they run with TJ Watt in the middle sometimes? Um, what do you think the Steelers will try to do in Keith Butler in masking? Because you can't replace Ryan Chazier, not when the whole defense is built around him, masking his absence and still being able to play winning football. I mean, unfortunately, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, it, it's reactionary to a large extent. I mean, if the Ravens come out with three wide receivers, you have to match up with nickel or dime. You, you have no choice. You can't play base. So to a large extent, that player who's going to replace Ryan Shazier can get isolated in coverage. I mean, it, it just a lot of it depends on, you know, what the Ravens do offensively. I mean, it, okay. I mean, you know, what the Ravens do offensively. So, you know, if the Ravens come out with four wide receivers or if they flex a tight end out to that guy to Moats' side, I mean, it's tough. I mean, if they go empty, I mean, it, it, it's really tough. So offenses can stress you and put you in some certain situations. That may just mean that the defensive front has to really hunt and really get after it and really play their best game to pick up Arthur Motes or Sean Spence or whoever else plays in those areas. The defense may have to tackle better that day to where you're not giving up extra yards after the catch so you can get Flacco in some obvious situations that are third-down situations so you can know what's coming so you can better defend it. But a lot of times, you know, offenses are dictating to defenses, and you know, they are going to stress that Steeler defense. I think it's really going to be up to the front seven to really hunt and get after Flacco. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, you're like you said, they dictate. The offense dictates what what the defense essentially does. I think that the defense, uh, James Harrison, they're saying he's going to be playing this Sunday because of Arthur Mose moving to inside without Tyler Matikiewicz. It's a special teams guy. Uh, they're saying that Harrison's going to be in the lineup, so you might see a Debo sighting. If if TJ Watt needs a break, they would be turning to Harrison. Uh, it wouldn't be a situation where they're asking Harrison to cover because he's not good enough for that anymore. He's just not. Uh, let's switch sides and go to the, the offensive side. I spoke about Vance McDonald because when Juju Smith-Schuster out of the lineup, I think from a production standpoint, Eli Rogers, as inconsistent as he has been, is capable of at least carrying them through this game. I like where my wide receiver position. Um, I got to be honest, they're going to miss Juju Smith-Schuster. Watch that fourth down run out of the uh, the bunch package where he hits. I want to say it's Carlos Dunlap, maybe, Le'Veon Bell for that first down. He's a tremendous blocker. So you lose that blocking presence. Who do you get back is their best blocking tight end in Vance McDonald. This is a game where I want to see the Steelers deploy more tight ends, uh, two wide receivers. Really, hey, You won't have to use uh, Roosevelt Nix if you don't want to, if you're going to de deploy the extra tackle and maybe Vance McDonald is a blocker. But McDonald 
was a tremendous pulling blocker, lead blocker, along with David DeCastro when he was healthy. I expect him to get back to that if he is 100% healthy. So my first key to victory on offense is run the football. That's what won the game for the Steelers in the first meeting. It was they got Le'Veon Bell going, they kept giving it to Le'Veon Bell, and they didn't have to get in those obvious passing situations. Now, there were lulls in the game, as most games have. I think that the Steelers, though, without Jimmy Smith in the secondary now for, for Baltimore, they need to pick their spots of when they attack down the field. That's something they've been doing more recently, and I, I think this has something to do with the success of the offense, especially the passing game, is they've been going over the middle. Uh, you've been seeing passes, crossing routes, you know, those nice post patterns that are breaking off big gains for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. That's been good to see. So run the football. Be really careful with when you throw it. The Baltimore Ravens can take it away with the best of them. I want to say that their offense has put up almost 20 points. I'm sorry, their defense has put up almost 20 points this season with pick sixes and so forth. Um, it's incredible number. They're a very good defense. They're going to have to be selective with when they take their shots, and they're going to have to protect the football. So that's number two. And lastly, this Baltimore Ravens defense has been known to bend, but they rarely break. The Pittsburgh Steelers red zone offense has been better. It has slowly gotten better in the second half of the season. That needs to continue. It does bother me that Juju Smith-Schuster is not in the lineup. I feel like he's becoming a very good red zone presence for the offense, and yet they're not going to have him. So Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, uh, the tight ends, Jesse James, Le'Veon Bell, who could be flexed out on one matchups. You're not going to win this game with just Chris Boswell. You're going to have to get more people involved. So those are my three keys. They're rather, rather simple. Run the football. Stick with the run. Two, be selective and don't be predictable when you take your shots downfield and protect the football. And lastly, you have to cash in with touchdowns against Baltimore if you want to win. It's a huge game. It's at home. Sunday night football. Ben Roethlisberger is typically money in these situations. So take that for what it's worth. Lance, before we get to predictions, do you have anything to add about the offense? In watching the Ravens, I think the biggest point you made is turnovers. This offense... I mean, when you watch the Detroit Lion game, the Detroit Lion game was a lot closer than the score looked like at the end of the game. Stafford got hurt, rookie threw a pick six. It's the turnovers. You know, this is a, this, Joe Flacco is not consistent enough to put up a bunch of points on you. If you tackle, limit the big play, stop the run, and put it in his hands, and you don't give them extra possessions – they're not going to score enough points, and definitely not on the road. Road Flacco is even worse than road Big Ben. So don't turn the ball over. Take care of the football. I mean, this is a game where I don't think you need 35 points to win. Take care of the football. Run the football well. They win the game. Yeah, it's – uh. Let's get to predictions. You know, this is the Ravens. It's Ravens week, man. I mean, I feel like some of the stuff with the suspensions and the injury to Shazier is kind of, I don't know, muffled this week. Uh, this is a big game. This is a huge game. If the Steelers win this game, they put pressure on my, um, the New England Patriots down to Miami, a place they struggle before the Patriots come to town. I like the Steelers to win this game. I predicted them when we went through the second half of the schedule. I predicted the Steelers to win this contest. I'm going to say final score, Pittsburgh... Pittsburgh 27, 
Baltimore 20. I think that they do move the football. I think they do uh, exploit some of the Steelers' weaknesses in terms of the secondary and in terms of the absence of Ryan Chazier in the middle of the field. But I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense does enough in the second half to pull away. I would not be shocked, saying it now, would not be shocked if this offense goes off in this contest because they're at home, they're at prime time, and I think that this Ravens' defense can be exploited. Lance, what's your prediction? I called last week. I was very close last week. I think I predicted 24-20. I'm going to shock you with this one. Steelers going to win the game. They're not only going to win the game, they're going to dominate this game. I think the emotion of Ryan Shazier going into the raving game, the whole thing about the Juju suspension, being pissed off about that, knowing that the Patriots are the next week, I think they click-clack the Ravens this week. I'm talking like 31-13, 31-17. I think they click-clack the Ravens, and they jump on the Ravens early. Turnovers, everything that this may look like one of the best games they play all year, and they absolutely click-clack the Ravens and, 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 and sew up this division. It would be nice. You think about it, going into Week 15, already securing the division, already securing a playoff spot, um, you would be hosting the New England Patriots the following week with likely uh, the first, the, the number one seed on the line, uh, home field advantage. But ultimately what I look at is if you win this game, not only are you uh, – not only are you going to be creating a playoff spot for yourself, but you're essentially, and this may be looking ahead, you're essentially securing a first-round bye. Because after the Patriots game, win or lose that game, you have the Houston Texans on the road on Christmas Day, and then Week 17, you have the Cleveland Browns. You expect to win those two games, and there's not anyone behind them that's going to catch them if they only drop the New England Patriots game. And so therefore, whether it's the number one or number two seed, they would be having a week off before their first playoff game in the divisional round. All of that's huge, but all of that starts on Sunday Night Football. They have to beat the Baltimore Ravens in Week 14. So, Lance, anything to say before we call it an evening? Yeah, man, I'm going to call my shot, man. I'm going to call my shot. Because of this whole week with Juju and everything, I'm kind of hot, man. I'm kind of hot. Okay. So I'm going to call my shot. I don't like the way they play every week. They don't play complete four quarters all the time. Sometimes they start slow. Sometimes it's hot. Rarely have we seen them put four quarters together. But what I do know about this football team, it's a gritty-ass bunch. That's a gritty football team. That's a football team that could have lost the Indy game, could have lost this game, could have lost the Packers game, several other games, tight. What this team has shown is that it is incredibly resilient. And that resilience is going to get them a victory in week 15 as well. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Call, calling my shot. Oh, boy. Now Calling I think, my shot. <laughs> now, for me, I say that, that there's a part of me as a former coach that says, you know, if you're going to face a team twice, and there's no guarantee they play the Patriots twice this year, for instance, if the Patriots were to get upset, a part of me is okay with having that chip on your shoulder if the Patriots win on week 15, you know? Uh, the question would be is where is that game held? Do the Patriots lose another game? Or, you know, there's just so many issues, but they got to win week 14. I like the confidence. The folks that are just listening or watching for the first time, Lance is the most pessimistic Steeler fan that you ever meet. He's all <laughs> doom and gloom all the time. I'm joy. He's misery, whatever he calls himself. Um, with that said, 
it's good to hear you be positive for once in your life. It's you can tell the Christmas <laughs> season is upon us as Lance's. It's like it's a wonderful life out there in California right now. But anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. For those of you that follow BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, know that we have some really good stuff coming up tomorrow. We have a defensive secondary film room that's being done as we speak. Uh, injury reports, updates on Ryan Chazier as they come. Um, we'll have uh, you know all that stuff. AOC playoff picture, clinching scenarios, you name it, it'll be there. All your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. So for Lance, I'm Jeff. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Standard is the Standard. We'll see you next week, hopefully, as we celebrate the Steelers as AFC North champs for 2017. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. They've got all the games on wall-to-wall TVs and a new $5 game day menu with 38-ounce pitchers of Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light, cheeseburgers and brats, and select cocktails. And every Sunday, you can play an exclusive fantasy football game with DraftKings with prizes like free wings for a year. Get to Buffalo Wild Wings for our $5 game day deals. When football is on, you have to be here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Price and participation vary, subject to restrictions, limited time only there's a time and a place for black and white like when you're learning to play piano or when you want a big two-toned cookie or when shopping for a pet zebra but if you want to attract customers there's no room for black and white so go to staples staples specializes in bold hard to miss color printing and now at staples get 20 percent back in rewards on color printing from banners to brochures and copies to presentations print more color save more money at staples in store only ends 11 10 18 restrictions apply see store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts check it out it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin so go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.